You're listening to Farius on Football with Ryan Farius. If there's football, he's talking about it. Here's your host in three, two, one. All right. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Farius on Football podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Farius, and today... I just wanted to talk a bit about the rather strange draft by the New England Patriots. And yes, that was a pun. And here's why. In the first round, after trading back from the 21st pick to the 29th pick, we took a guard from Chattanooga by the name of Cole Strange. Yes, that's literally his name, Cole Strange. Now, first off, I've never heard of this guy. The only time I've even heard his name was on the Felger and Maz big board. Which, as random as that board is, continues to be an absolute prophecy when it comes to who the Patriots pick. Now here's what really pisses me off about this pick. First and foremost, why do we continue to trade back? Why do we continue to act like we still have Tom Brady on this team and we can just trade back and get lesser talent? They should have stayed at pick 21. Because you still had Devin Lloyd on the board and N'Kobe Dean, the two best linebackers in this draft. You had Trent McDuffie on the board. One of the best corners left on the board, which was clearly a need and apparently would have been a great fit for you. And worst of all, Jermaine Johnson was still on the board, who, in the opinions of some, was Trayvon Walker and Aiden Hutchinson, the first two overall picks, all wrapped into one. So you could have gotten the perfect guy to pair with Matt Judon. But no, Bill still wanted to trade back. And what makes it even worse was after you traded back, the Jets traded up back into the first round. So they had a third first round pick and they took Jermaine Johnson with that third first round pick. Thanks a lot, Bill. And now back to the player, Cole Strange. I mean, talk about a reach and a half. This is a guy who is supposedly going to be like a late third, maybe early fourth pick, maybe late second round at most. And you reach for him at pick 29. Look, hopefully he becomes a good player and he fills in the gap left by Shaq Mason after you traded him, which you really shouldn't have done, by the way. But what's really pissing me off is that fans have the nerve to compare this to the Logan Mankins pick years ago. That's where they lose their credibility. First of all, that team, when they drafted Logan Mankins, had won three Super Bowls in four years and was just coming off of back-to-back Super Bowls. So the dynasty was in full-fledged at that time. And by the way, you had the greatest player of all time and Tom Brady just entering his prime. So more than anything else, that was a luxury pick. You're not in any place this year to be making luxury picks. Especially when you consider the fact that you can't even force Buffalo to punt. So Cole Strange had better become a good player. Because Mac Jones is coming into his second year. This is critical for his development. You need to protect him as much as humanly possible. He better be a big part of that. I will say this. I did feel a little better. A little better. After the second round pick. Because with the second round pick, they picked Tyquan Thornton. A wide receiver out of Baylor. Who's 6'2", 180 pounds-ish. And ran a 4'2'8 at the Combine. So I want to like this pick so badly, but I'm very apprehensive about it. Bill Belichick has had a track record of swinging and missing at the wide receiver position high in the draft. So I got to see it to believe it first. And secondly, the combine can be really deceiving. I'll be the first to admit I'm a sucker for the 40-yard dash. I love seeing guys run fast, especially the bigger guys. And sure, Tyquan Thornton ran a 4-2-8, but that was without pads on. And I did catch a few Baylor games here and there, one against Oklahoma and one in the Big 12 title game against Oklahoma State. But I don't remember watching any of those games and saying to myself after the fact, holy shit, Tyquan Thornton is special. He can fly. And there's no question he can fly, but I didn't see him making a Jamar Chase type of impact on anything with that speed. And one last thing on him. Yes, he's 6'2", he can fly, 
but he's 180 pounds, so he's thin. So what's going to happen when he gets hit by a hard-hitting safety or a linebacker? Can he stay healthy? We'll see. We'll see how that speed translates to the NFL, but I'm sorry. Right now, I'm not seeing Tyreek Hill in this guy. Now, the next couple of picks I did like better. We picked a couple of corners, one from Houston being Marcus Jones and one from Arizona State being Jack Jones. I didn't get many Houston or Arizona State games in my area, so I haven't really seen any of these guys. But I've heard a decent amount about Marcus Jones and the fact that, you know, he's versatile, he can be a corner, he can be a wide receiver, and he's good as a kick return specialist. Ugh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Belichick picked him just for that reason. But I did see some stuff about him that he has some decent speed. I don't know what his 40 time was, if he even ran the 40 at all. And he's also got some good ball skills. Now, do I see either of these guys being the next J.C. Jackson? Absolutely not. But I am happy that, albeit in later rounds, we got some bodies there because that's a gaping hole that J.C. Jackson left. And I'm sorry, bringing back Malcolm Butler doesn't do it for me. And bringing in Terrence Mitchell certainly doesn't do it for me. So hopefully those two will pan out. Now, there's two more specific picks that I want to hit on. And it's going to be out of order because I want to save the best for last. The first one being our first running back pick of the draft, which I thought was interesting. A guy by the name of Pierre Strong from South Dakota State. Another Felger and Maz big board guy. As they say, the board knows. Now the pick looks cool and all because, you know, Pierre Strong was supposedly the fastest running back in this draft. But at the same time, we have a pretty good stable of running backs already. Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, James White coming back on a two-year deal. So what does this mean? Does this mean that Pierre Strong is going to be a redshirt for a year and then Damian Harris might be gone? Or is this Bill Belichick just picking a gunner who's really fast on special teams? Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised at all if he just drafted him for the sake of having him on special teams. At the same time, I wouldn't be surprised at all if it was kind of a developmental project to have a guy sit behind James White for a little bit to become that next pass catching back. Because again, he's the fastest running back in the draft. I don't know how his receiving skills are per se, but if he could learn from James White, that'd be nice. As of right now, though, I just see him as being the next Brandon Bolden. Just another special teams guy. And last but certainly not least, we got a quarterback in this draft, guys. But not just any quarterback. In the fourth round, we took Bailey Zappi. And for those who don't know, he played for Western Kentucky. And last year, he had a record-breaking season. Setting new FBS records for passing touchdowns with 62 and passing yards with almost 6,000. First and foremost, how do you produce that much but only go in the fourth round? I don't get that. I know that Western Kentucky isn't exactly in the SEC or one of these top tier conferences or anything, but that's unheard of when you got a quarterback who produces that much, despite how much you throw it. Now, I'm not saying that this creates a quarterback controversy. I'm not saying that he's going to be competing with Mac Jones year one, or this is going to be another Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady type of situation. I'm not saying that at all. You never know, but I'm not saying that. Certainly not right now. Right now, all I'm hoping for is that one, this means that Jarrett Siddham's gone, and two, that this kid can compete with Brian Hoyer down the road, because Brian Hoyer blows. I've seen him start multiple places. He sucks. At this point, Brian Hoyer just needs to retire as a player and become the Patriots QB coach or something of that nature. Plus, we have no idea who's calling plays yet, and I'm telling you right now, I'd much prefer Brian Hoyer as the offensive coordinator over possibly Joe Judge or Matt Patricia. I will say, though, This will make for an even more interesting preseason than last year, because last year was the first time that I got to experience the hype of a first-round quarterback with the New England Patriots. 
And that was fun, and he ended up getting the starting job over Cam Newton. This year, I get to see two things. One, I get to see how much Mac Jones has refined his game against first-team defenses in the preseason this time. And two, I get to see how well Bailey Zappi, a record-breaking quarterback, who we casually nabbed in the fourth round, translates in the NFL against even second-team or third-team defenses. And of course, I'll be watching Tyquan Thornton too. Now, even with all this being said, here's my two cents about this draft overall. This is exactly what I was afraid of once Dave Ziegler left. We had one good draft last year, getting Mac Jones, Christian Barmore, Ramondre Stevenson, and what have you. But then Ziegler follows McDaniels to Vegas, and it seems like Bill is just taking over the show in the draft room again. Reaching for lower tier players in higher rounds, waiting to grab positions of need in later rounds, hence corner this year in the third and fourth rounds, and just overall acting like you still have Tom Brady here to cover up any bad personnel decisions, which you don't. I don't think that Mac Jones is going to develop into that kind of guy this year. Not yet. Especially not with the bozos that we have on the offensive coaching staff, being Joe Judge and Matt Patricia moving over to the offensive line. So I guess we'll just have to see how these players turn out. I'm really hoping Tyquan Thornton ends up being a good pick because finally we decided to address wide receiver and grab one that has some form of speed. But right now, I gotta agree with the grade that Colin Coward gave him. An F. Like, I don't know, man. But we'll just have to see how it turns out. All right, and that'll do it for this episode of the Farius on Football podcast. I'm Ryan Farius. Thank you all so much for listening.